every woman wants this quality in a man. Whether they can say it or not, on some level, deep in their heart, this is what they're wanting. Objectively, there are a lot of qualities that I think women are wanting. One, physical attractiveness, right? She's looking for someone that she's attracted to um, and that has physical features that are drawing her to him. Number two, she's probably looking for finances, right? Um, she's thinking about his financial situation, work situation. Can he provide for me? Can he provide for our family? Is there stability there? Probably looking for someone who like likes babies, right? If you're wanting to get married and you're wanting to have children, you're going to be looking for a man who is, good, if not good with children, then is at least open to being good with children. But I think that underlying all of these, there is one quality, one quality that every woman is wanting. And if you want to be a good husband, if you're a guy watching this and you're like, I really want to get married one day, or I am a husband and I want to be a better fit for my wife, what do I do? What is one thing I can work on? And I will tell you, it is be a man who praise. Be a man who has authentic humility. Here is why that is so important. When a man can get on his knees before God, what that acknowledges in his own heart and to his bride is that he is not God. <laughs> he knows that there is someone else that he is accountable to. When you are accountable to someone, it changes the way you act. It changes the way you behave. It changes your priorities. It changes the way that you engage with the world around you. When a man is able to bend his knees before the creator and say, you are God and I am not, so many beautiful ripple effects come from there. Now, why is this so hard? Why is this something that does not everybody does? Well, as humans, we have this little seed in us called concupiscence, and that means that there is a piece of us way down at our root that wants to be God. We want to be the number one. We want our will to be right. We want to always be the one who has the answers, and that comes from ultimately a deep mistrust in who God is at the core. Who is God? Is he trustworthy? Is he a good father? Does he love me? Is he going to take care of me? Can I tr can I surrender to him and allow for him to you know guide my life, sculpt my life, allow me to walk down a path, um, engaging my free will of course, but allow me to walk down a path that he sets open before me and will it lead to my happiness? Way back in the Garden of Eden, the very first man and woman were actually tempted with this exact same question. Is God trustworthy? Can I trust him? Does he have my happiness and my best interests at heart? And they did not believe it. And when they ate that apple, when they took on that responsibility on themselves, that lit something in all of us, that there's this mistrust in God and like, I have to take care of myself. There's a self-sufficiency that I don't believe God is a good father. So when you pray, men and women, but I'm talking to my, my brothers here, when you pray, what you are fighting against is that temptation to be so self-sufficient, to be the one who leads to your happiness, to your wife's happiness, to your family's happiness, the one who has all the answers. And you are saying, God, you are sovereign over my life, over my masculinity, over my my husbandness, over my fatherhood. You are the one that I can trust. And even if on some level you don't believe that because all of us have little pieces that we're still working through because of our woundedness, because of our own fallenness, all of that stuff. But that act of bending your knee before the Lord communicates to yourself primarily that God is God and you are not. And when you come from that vantage point, so many things change. One of the biggest things that I think changes in the heart of a person who prays is you acknowledge, or at least you have a better 
chance of acknowledging that your word really matters when you make those marriage vows and that God's design that when what God joins together, man will never be able to tear apart. There's truth in that. And so your word carries a weight that you will stay in this marriage until death do you part, no matter how hard it is. I know that some of you are going to watch this video and you're going to say, yeah, but my, you know, my husband prayed, but he left me, he abandoned me, he cheated on me. Yes, obviously that stuff can still happen. But the more that a man puts himself before God on his knees authentically, right? Not just for show. When there's an actual authentic humility before the Lord, when things get really hard in your marriage, and it's not an if, it's a when, they're going to get hard. You're going to be tempted to leave. It just is the nature of humanity right now. Like it, it is just so prevalent. It is, we don't like to do hard things. So we're tempted to leave when they get hard. When things get hard, you will have that humility to fall back on and say, God, you are God and you say that I need to stay. I need to stay. I need to work on myself. I need to see what is in myself that I can change, I can grow in. How can I love my bride better? How can I commit more strongly to her? And there is a sense in which you will be able to commit longer than the people who don't have God as their guiding principle and they're searching for something else that will make them happy and they will think they will find it outside of their marriage. If the marriage doesn't have abuse and if the two couple, the two people, the couple are in it, bringing their whole selves, when things get hard, if they choose not to walk away, every couple has a chance at authentic happiness in their marriage. There are so many tools that can help you to be to not only stay married, but to stay happily married or to become happily married if you're not happy already. But it demands that you stay in the marriage. Um, the first step in being able to heal things that are broken or to be able to have a healthy marriage, to build a healthy, happy life together is that you are committed to staying in the relationship. And I maintain that the humility that comes when a man bends his knee before God and acknowledges you are God and I am not, that is the key to being able to unlock all of these beautiful riches of marriage. So I hope this was helpful for you. Um, if you have any questions or you disagree or whatever, please put it in the comments or message me on Instagram at discerning marriage. I would love to dialogue with you about this. I'm very passionate about this sort of thing, as you can tell. Um, while you're here, if you would be, please be willing to like this video, subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell. That is such a blessing for us at the Theology of the Body Institute. It tells us what content you like, what more you, what content you want more of. It also blesses you because you will always know when we drop another video and you'll be able to see it right away and immediately, hopefully apply that rich goodness to your life. And it helps the world, world at large because it tells the algorithm that, that this video is something that other people want to see. So you're evangelizing just with that one click of your mouse. It would bless us so much. It would bless you. It would bless who knows how many people. You won't find out till eternity how many people were blessed by that action. So please do that for us. It, again, blesses us so much. Until next time, stay close to the heart of Jesus and be not afraid. Bye.